0: another episode. Welcome to episode 24 of the Design Freaks podcast program. This is a show about album art, graphic design, music history, etc. Uh, my name is Clarita and I'm a graphic designer and a record collector here in Seattle, Washington. Really, really enjoyed this episode. I totally forgot how great it was because of all the political distractions lately. Uh, we recorded it like a couple weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I just forgot how funny and interesting it was. Uh, I think you're going to like it. Uh, we talk about some new projects he has cooking. And I include some songs, too, um, from Sonny's different projects. Um, but go to Sonny and the Sunsets Bandcamp and buy those songs and the records. Um, check the show notes for details. And as always, go to my website for additional photos and content, designfreakspodcast.com. Also, check out ruinousmedia.com for other podcasts and merch. Thanks for listening, subscribing, donating, and all that. Really appreciate it. Hi. It's nice to talk to you. It's nice for you to not see me today.
1: Uh, Anytime. Um I'll not see you whenever you like.
0: Cool. So, what? How's it going there? You're in San Francisco. Yes, right now. Um, how's your COVID going? Um,
1: I mean, even though the outer world is pretty bad, mm-hmm. my personal world has been pretty good. Um, besides my kid being online school. Like in his bedroom in his underwear, it's really, like that's the worst part. <laughs> so everything wait, everything else is pretty good.
0: <laughs> uh, is that allowed? Oh, you can turn his camera off, right?
1: Well, I don't know if he's actually gone to class in his underwear, but some you know oh, okay. he's sixteen, and so it, it's kind of like I can't really at this point. It's it's at the very beginning. I was like, okay, you need to get up and like you know put on. Pretend you're going to school by going to the kitchen and sitting down in front of mm-hmm. like your computer and, and, it was kind of silly in a way to ask mm-hmm. him all that because it's a sh- it's a it's a charade you know it's kind of a facade and and um, and so, I I didn't worry about it too much and like, he he gets good grades and stuff so to some extent you kind of have to be like, you know step off when they when they take care of themselves yeah and um but i'll peek my head in there you know like during his school hours quote unquote school hours and sometimes he's like he's still in bed just doing math or you know he's slouched in a chair and and in in, like maybe he has some some kind of sweatpants on or something and he's got like a half-eaten bowl of cereal, you know, like (laughs) we're we're basically training them to be stay-at-home, like, sort of single... Dude, graphic designer types. <laughs> know,
0: well, like, what's wrong with that? That sounds like <laughs> me. It sounds ideal. But yeah, I feel <laughs> so bad for young people right now, for kids and teenagers. I mean, can you, I can't even imagine being asked to, like, not hang out anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. When I was that age. It's
1: really tough, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't complain, but, you know, it's just like, <clears throat> it's just not good. I, I've actually talked to him about, I've <laughs> been... I've been mean, like, if if next year is online, mm-hmm. then I would say drop out of school, take <laughs> drugs, go live in the park, grow your hair out.
0: You yeah, know, you like... can't tour, so yeah, just just go outside. Go,
1: yeah, just go full <laughs> Timothy Leary and drop out. I don't know, like, uh, or 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 go go old school, like join the the forestry department or build a bridge in Brazil or do something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But like go enter the workforce.
0: <laughs> is, is he a musician also?
1: No, no. He's um, he's into fashion. He makes a lot of clothes and stuff. Oh,
0: wow. I didn't know that. He's,
1: uh, he's obsessed with hip-hop and basketball and, and um, fashion. I mean, he's probably not very interested in building a bridge and Brazil, but like um, <laughs> that, maybe that's my dream. But like, I'm like, being a, a fisherman in Alaska, you know, like go on one of those boats, you know. He, he's like, Can I bring my sewing machine?
0: Aww, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <That's laughs> so, awesome. Um,
1: fishing boats are, are where a lot of fashion designers get their start, I think. Yeah, um, it's
0: natural. Yeah, all the uh, fish nets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: It's tough out there. Sixteen is a little young to be getting um, good gigs or even mm-hmm. internships. And there are no internships because everything's online. And Yeah. Now we're kind of in this weird double whammy where it's like we we businesses aren't open. Uh, like we we closed things to flatten the curve and then we failed to flatten the curve and now things are closed, and we're not flattening the curve.
0: <laughs> so, were, did you have a tour planned? Were you did you have to cancel a bunch of stuff, or cancel a release? Or,
1: I yeah, everything got postponed. I had some tours. I um, I had some festival shows and some things, and mm-hmm. I was able to to you know because you have contracts for these things. I was able to get some grants because I could show. I could show that I actually had contracts guaranteeing me money, so that was kind of cool. But um, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, yeah, yeah, everything everything is just done. I mean, I I am not I am not that sad about it in a weird way. Like, I am still making music and making records and producing other people, so so I don't totally miss bars and green rooms and vans and stuff. So. Um, there's a part of me that's um, it's not, I'm not depressed or anything, or um, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess that's where I'm at, you know, like, but maybe for like 20 somethings that were just about to start touring for the first time in their lives, you know, that's pretty brutal because c- that's exciting, but uh,
0: our age me, group is maybe I, yeah, we were already over it. Yeah,
1: I think I was kind of already looking at it in the rear view mirror a little bit, like Mm -hmm. some of that stuff. Um, Certainly not like playing live, but just maybe some of the more grueling aspects.
0: Speaking of touring and stuff, uh, the last two shows that you played here in Seattle, or I don't know if they were, but the last two shows I saw were like two of the weirdest shows I've ever seen. Do you know what (laughs) I'm talking about? So the first one was, do you remember playing in that? empty field downtown
1: oh yeah i do yeah with
0: uh with sunfoot yeah yeah and i think i met you because that's the day i met chris johansson out there
1: ah yeah yeah that was chris's quiet festival kind of um thing
0: How's your dog? Hi,
1: she's still here. She's good. She just started doggy daycare. So uh, it's all new. She's a puppy. She is seven months. She's some um, a shelter dog. So we don't know all the things inside her. But she's a uh, this particular shelter gets dogs from um, this Tijuana, like street dogs. So, this, so she was found in some abandoned house. And uh, so sometimes, somehow they have a connection with a San Francisco agency or something. So now she's here.
0: And is she skittish?
1: Yeah, she's very timid. But mm-hmm. that's why she's going to Dog Eat Acre, so she can sort of mm-hmm. start to get socialized with other dogs.
0: So cute. Now I want to ask you about the dog heads.
1: <laughs> that's how it started, yeah.
0: Yeah, so. Do you have, like, are you still offering that service? Are you still making them?
1: I am, but I, I had to raise my prices because I got so many orders. I, I thought it, I thought it, <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, it was like a beautiful, innocent thing that I kind of needed because it was right when the California fires were, the smoke was at its worst and and basically day had turned to nighttime. It was so bad. Um there was a couple days where it was just so bleak and it felt, um, it, for me, for some reason, it felt kind of weird to be pursuing any kind of art, <laughs> like almost kind of careerist or some weird way, like, well, I'd still make records. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to make something and, and I, so I started making these little dog heads and then when I... When I threw it out there that I would make people's dogs, mm-hmm. I think everybody else was probably in the same place. Like, they just needed something kind of innocent and Aww. devoid of all of this, uh, all of these, uh, every, all, all the outside world and how bleak it, it kind of is and was. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I got a landslide of orders. And people love their dogs. And people were ordering these sculptures for their dogs dogs that had passed away
0: yeah and, that's what i was gonna ask yeah and it
1: was really and they was they would write stories and stuff about their dogs and picture oh. that lots of photos of them with their dogs that had died i i, I cried a couple of times i was like wow um people are you gonna you know, do
0: a dog record about all the?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah. am i think um I'm gonna try to make these dogs. I'm gonna make instrumental music that goes with each dog. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, so.
0: Oh man, do you have a kiln or how do you make them?
1: No, I don't even know what I'm doing. I I, okay. um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> I bought,
1: I bought some clay at the art store. It's like air drying clay, but then I was like painting oil on it. I, I these are like cross mediums. I don't think anybody. <laughs> does oil paints on clay so it's a really it's an absolute mess but um i realized i was putting so much time into these i had to kind of raise my prices and um mm-hmm. now i can afford a kiln if i want because i've had like 70 orders at this point
0: whoa yeah you got to get your son to work <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but they're really darling um for the listeners there there's photos of them on your instagram right yeah it's not sunny in the sunsets so this probably won't get released until after election do you have any predictions
1: what life is going to be like after the election well i don't know i mean even if even if Biden, even if Trump goes away, which is hard to imagine in some ways, because we all think he's going to stage some sort of coup, but um, I, I don't think that much will change under Biden. It's not like a new um, uh, passing of the baton to like a new age of politics or anything. So <laughs> I think I don't think COVID's going anywhere either um, after the election and stuff. I feel like it's just going to be part of our existence for a long time. Some people will will wear masks, some won't, some will get vaccines, some won't. It'll just be this weird duality. We're just going to live in this place where some people believe in it and some people don't.
0: I think the media not constantly focusing on him would be great. Yeah, that would be good Um, for all of us. But yeah, okay, so politics are spooky. I was going to ask, so I recently had Nicholas Galanin on an episode, and you have a connection with him. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you released Broom and Dustpan, that single on Home Skillet, in 2009.
1: It, it goes farther back than that. It, it was mm-hmm. back in, like, 2006 or five maybe, um, when I was first kind of getting out there at all. I think I I, I opened for Nico Case on a tour. And um, this gal came to the show in, in like, Eugene or some kind of out-of-the-way place and asked me if I wanted to come play a festival in Alaska. And, um, of course, I was like, uh, absolutely. You know, like, that sounds pretty dreamy. And so, I, you know, they managed to have enough funding to get me up there with some musicians and stuff and um it was the beginnings of his festival at least I think it was the beginnings and um and you know I had never been taken anywhere because of my music you know to long distances so it was it was beautiful for me and and then Alaska was amazing and then I think subsequently I just they invited me up a quite a few times i, I came up like wow. i felt like I, I came up every year for a while and and then also for some other ironic reason or coincidental reasons i was invited to another alaska festival and a, a tour with this band white magic which was not even affiliated with nick's mm-hmm. part of alaska so i was going to alaska like twice two or three times a year playing festivals and shows i had no idea it was completely um the weird the way the world works, you know? Wow. And I wasn't trying for it or anything. And I went on a couple different tours of and Alaskan tours are very like you get in a car and you put your car on a ferry for like a day and then end up in some mm-hmm. other port town and um and then do it all over again. So it's 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 way different than anywhere else. And mm-hmm. we played some pretty small Alaskan towns mm-hmm. And the, the amazing thing, like, Haynes, Alaska, for instance, I remember,
2: uh-huh. we
1: played at, like, what, I don't know, 10 p.m. or something, played a set. It, people were there. People are, of course, starving for music there, so you don't have to Where have Where did some...
0: you play in Haynes? What was the venue?
1: I don't remember the name. I mean, it was probably the only bar in town. But, okay. But that, um, what was amazing about it was that um, – it was a great. People were there. We were having a great time. You, you know, you finish. You have some drinks. You talk to people or whatever. And then, but what I remember noticing, the bar never closed. You know, the bar stayed open <laughs> till like stays stay open till like four a.m. there, because mm-hmm. it never gets dark. You know, except for maybe like wow. five to seven or something. And so. We ended up playing like another set at like three in the morning just because what else were we going to do? You know, you know we, were just, <laughs> we were there this happened to several times in Alaska, like at different times where I, we were just kind of like, you know, four hours after you played your show, you're still kind of like <laughs> hanging out with people, you, you know, you Whoa. might as well just do it again. And um uh, <laughs> <laughs> that happened a lot i was like wow you know, and 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 then of course because anywhere you go when people are hungry for music because they don't get very much mm-hmm. it's wonderful because they 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 go for it they dance you know like those couple times where we ran out of music and we were just like well let's just um you know just play a half hour in the kidi you know i don't know and people <laughs> are, make up shit and People were dancing and singing and, you know, you could kind of get to a place where you can kind of do anything because people just want to have fun no matter what you do. You know what I mean? And that's is very freeing. It's probably dangerous. You don't want to hear recordings of those nights, but like um, (laughs) it's pretty freeing in the moment, you know?
0: Yeah, I I love when people appreciate uh, music versus only songs. Like, that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's just a, yeah, some f- point of transfer where it's just, it's not about, um, it's just not about the band at a certain point. It's just about the night. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that's always kind of nice.
0: Did that mess with your sense of time? Like that, all the uh, light, the it, daylight?
1: Yeah, it must have. It probably, I, I don't <laughs> remember, like, specifically, but yeah, you stay up later. You, you know, you, mm-hmm. people up there sort of have to discipline themselves to go to bed, you know, close all the mm-hmm. blinds and mm-hmm. do things like that.
0: That reminds me of that. Did you ever see this terrible movie called Insomnia with Al Pacino? Yeah. I, 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 Where he just is. can't sleep and he's just yelling, I can't sleep.
1: <laughs> it is terrible, too. I, I, I tried to watch it <laughs> this year, I think. It doesn't hold up at
0: all. No, but, um, it's not great. It's just him. Um, trying to cover the blinds for two hours. I mean, it's kind. Of, um,
1: <laughs> it's cool. Like Robin Williams as a bad guy. It has some moments, but
0: oh yeah, that's and, that's right. And Hillary
1: Swank is sort of like this the smart small town cop. She's she's good. You
0: know. Oh, well, that's cool. I didn't know you played that extensively in Alaska. That's awesome.
1: Nick Nick was like a he was a he he had his festival up there it was so he invited a lot of people up there at that time. yeah. I've been dusting the blinds, dusting the drapes in your picture in its frame, I'm going where I know I can So my records, my tapes and books I don't need those traps and hooks, i
0: I have to talk about hundred records, yeah. of course. Um, so this was your project from also from wasn't it from around that time or right after?
1: Yeah, yeah. It uh, it, like it probably that. came out in like two thousand eleven or twelve or something. I I, I can't. Mm-hmm. It, it took a while to make, so it was it spanned a couple of years, you know.
0: What it's it's a huge ambitious project, and you did you design so you and other people design the covers or only you?
1: Well. Ultimately, only them, because the, oh. the, um, the idea of the project was, I made up all these musicians, right? These fictional, um, entertainers, art artists and mm-hmm. bands and musicians and singers, they were all like made up and, and, um, and I wanted them to have, you know, a record. So I, so, so I sort of made up their, their back stories and, and then made up the titles of their songs and the titles of their records and, and and even like made up the labels that had put them out. So it was just this sort of fictional music world. Mm-hmm. And then I got artists to make the um, the cover, but and, mm-hmm. I, and 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 I made the co- corresponding music. But I didn't I didn't show them the music, and I didn't make my music based on their art or anything like that. So I, when the final show you you would go and you you know there was hundreds of of fake records basically cuz a lot of people most people did a sides and b sides and like the discs inside so it was you know it's all over the walls were were wow. you know 7 inches that were fronts and backs and fronts and backs of the disc and 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 and, and like that and then there was a jukebox that you could play the songs on the wall so you could kind of see like okay here's this song and it's tra- and and on the jukebox it's B18 you know like whatever so you could go play the song and the the sort of beauty of the project to me was the um besides that it was kind of like a world you could jump inside but um that whatever the artist made for the record like was genius in, in a way because because these bands were fictional, you know, if you were looking at, if, if if an artist made an album cover and it had a picture of their grandmother on it and a telephone or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and it went with this band called Wayward Youth or something like that, and I made a song, and the song cut off halfway because the tape machine melted or whatever and kind of had shitty uh, vocals or something, you couldn't sit mm-hmm. there and go, oh, this is not what wayward youth sounds like or this is not what their album cover (laughs) would look like
0: yes it is you'd have to
1: be like oh this is what wayward youth their album cover this is their albums and this is so it was kind of like you could do no wrong in a way and and so if if the even if if the art was kind of like like there was a couple pieces where i was like okay whatever you know maybe this artist called it in a little bit or this isn't my Mm -hmm. favorite cover but 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 then but that was perfect because then you could just be like, Well, the loud fast fools totally called it in on that record cover, <laughs> you know <laughs> That's their worst record cover. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You couldn't be like, ah, this is wrong. And the same with the music. Like no matter what I did, even if I just made the biggest scrambled mess of a song. You'd be like, well, that's the music that Meriwether Bradley makes. She 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 <laughs> makes really crazy, messed up, terrible music. You know, like so it was. Um, there was it was really interesting to kind of ha- make a project where you tapped into this place where like nothing is wrong. You you could do no wrong. You know, but you know, whereas yeah, when we make our own art or or whatever. Uh, and our own records and our own paintings there's a lot the stakes are high because we are always trying to be our best selves you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and and adhere to a uh, a quality that we that we all arbitrarily have inside our minds or whatever and and a sound usually for bands and artists that have already kind of develop themselves, they they go through a process like, you know, that would, that's, that doesn't, that shit doesn't belong on the record because that doesn't, that's not like what we make, you know, that was just a haha ha, we just made a dumb reggae song because we were being stupid or whatever, <laughs> that's not really us, you know, we're yeah. punk or whatever, you know, like people, people make rules, we box ourselves in, you know, pretty hard and um, maybe sometimes that's, that's for good, good things, you know, sometimes you mm-hmm. need to have, um, quality control and and all these things, so that we can make great records. But um, but most of the time, it's pretty just. It's just very minimizing for us, and we put ourselves mm-hmm. in these little cages. So that um, yeah, that art project was so liberating and and freeing, and it was like probably the just one of the best projects I ever made. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a great idea. I love that it. Uh, Lend lent itself to uh, that freedom that you're talking about because it exposes, yeah, the the limitations of of identity, I guess. Like, yeah, if you're the fuckaroos one day and <laughs> yeah, uh, versatile Kyle the next day. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the names, by the way. Oh, okay, good. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Were they just random?
1: I just try, you know, they just, just like anything, you just start, you start, sometimes you start in reality and, and then you just sort of, you need a, like a jumping off place. So, you know, maybe you know somebody named Kyle or something and you kind of go from there or, or that kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know,
0: you, you, you need Hank Champion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hank Champion.
0: Hey, I, I Volume you... two is my favorite. if you can.
1: <laughs> Hank Champion's going to, um, he's going to make his own record soon. He's Yeah. But I, um. Uh, I, I, with, with the dog, dog sculptures, I've been starting to make a project called a hundred dogs. So sort of goes, but they're like fictional dogs and stuff, you know, and they all have Mm -hmm. their own soundtrack as well. um, Hopefully there will be some connection between a hundred records and a hundred dogs. It's all sort of getting cuckoo Uh in my mind i don't know
0: okay (laughs) is there anywhere where people can go see is there a place online with everything together visually yeah i don't think there is anymore
1: you know like i I, um Mm -hmm. it made its rounds you know i i I ended up taking that jukebox and the show to a lot of galleries um over the course of a couple years after it was done like just uh, different cities and, and to Europe and stuff and at some point I was like I am da- I have to be done with this and I always wanted a book of it but I um, I had to move on with other projects it was just like it was too hard to uh, to keep going I was uh, I was like uh, best to move on best to move yeah, on so-
0: that's probably a huge job to compile everything at this point <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, I often wonder about that. Like when you get, um, yeah. Just imagine if George Lucas just stopped after star Wars, it might've been better. (laughs) You couldn't let it go.
0: Oh man. I'm not a huge star Wars fan, but yeah, I see what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So I have a question about hairdressers from heaven. Uh, and I'm assuming, did you, first of all, did you design all your Descending Sunsets covers? Was
1: no, no, that? not at all. I, I mean, I've done a lot oh. of them, um, but I, um, I've i had a couple of my heroes do art over the years. Like, a couple of them are Chris Johansson. Um, he did, uh, it's his art on uh, Tomorrow's All Right* is is a block print that he, uh, not a block print, but a, a, a print um Mm-hmm. that he made years ago and um and tended to the afterworld is uh is some of his that uh, you can is a kind of a piece of his art as well and um one of them is my my friend shade who was, was in and out of the sunsets for years i you yeah know.
0: he played that weird show with you and sunfoot yes he did yeah I was talking about before yeah
1: yeah uh-huh. and um He's a great, you know, artist as well. So I was always trying to tap him when he was in the band and just u- utilize his. I don't know, just have him be more more part of it, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. and then all the other ones I've done. T- so there's like mm-hmm. different in between things and stuff like that. I mean, I'm 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 working on one now. It's so hard. <laughs> but yeah, hairdressers. That was mine. Yeah.
0: What do you do you start with the type or do you start with imagery?
1: Hairdressers from Heaven was definitely the title was first. I was like, okay, this is um something I, I I know this will be a great record, you know, um the title and fit with sort of like the sun sunny sort of the way I feel about Sunny the Sunsets. Um and, and uh mm-hmm. talent night at the Ashram and intended to the afterworld and hairdressers from heaven all kind of flow to me together and um Mm -hmm. but yeah then i just i it took me forever Uh, because i'm not i'm not a painter like chris that probably just he he, Mm -hmm. i think he probably comes from a very lucid loose loose um instinctual place but i'm i'm when I do these record covers, I'm like, well, it must be square and it has to have mm-hmm. the titling, you know, there's all these regimental things. And I just, uh, probably a visual artist second and, a um, songwriter first. So it's, it's an uphill mm-hmm. climb for me, but I do like it when it's done. Yeah.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, they always turn out, uh, to match the sound and look. Oh, that's know. good. They're all cool looking. I love, I love the covers. What, also from uh, Hairdressers from Heaven. Speaking of like uh, throwing a reggae song on there, but it's <laughs> just in terms of it not matching. I have to say that Man Without a Past uh, okay. as a song—I don't even I was know like, what that song what is. is... <laughs> uh, it's like a perfect song. I—it blew my mind. I listened to it over and over. I couldn't believe where the hell did that come from?
1: <laughs> that song is a good demonstration of um, yeah like it didn't start out like that it was just a kind of a song song it was kind of a fragile song about um, uh, that had lyrics that were kind of um, uh, about about finding your own truth or something something kind of I don't know that felt to me a little precious maybe and so I kind of I kind of, like, discarded this, and I discarded that, and then I came, and then all of a sudden there was this, like, bongo percussion track left after I had taken everything off that I didn't like, (laughs) and I was like, wow, this bongo percussion track sounds so good to me, you know, and then sort of rebuilt it from there, and then, you know, got, got, got my friend that plays horns to do some weird stuff, and then... By the time like I had my friend doing some string stuff, it started to sound almost like weird, ja- like almost weird klezmer klezmer uh, funeral music. I I don't know, <laughs> set to a set to a beat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was definitely like one of those. Um, if I can just if I can just not think too hard about this, it wants to go somewhere, and I just uh, just just let it be. We'll be Yeah, I have a country record. That's the one I'm trying to make the cover for now and it's um
0: Oh, nice.
1: Been eluding me lately. Um but uh it's the record is done. It was actually done before well, uh, it, it got finished during this COVID era. Um mm-hmm. but um but I haven't been in a hurry, you know. There's no like there's no real way to su- support it by touring and um yeah i don't feel particularly in a hurry so i've just been you know taking my time and not mm-hmm. not worrying about it but it's but it has been kind of lingering a little bit and been like i i need to i need to do this but yeah sometimes the record cover takes way longer than the actual album you know for for a lot for a lot of people it's really true. A lot of people, it's not just me. I, a lot of people, um, you know, they might make their record in a couple months and then spend a year trying to sort of find the right art for their record cover. It's a common little rabbit hole.
0: So do you have you ever done it simultaneously, like a little bit of the cover, a little bit of the record, the songwriting Yes. Like at a
1: time? And sometimes I've had a record cover from the very beginning and I just knew that it was the right one so it, it, it just it can be anything it can be it can go any direction I, I mean when you're kind of lost a little bit artistically it's not the greatest feeling it's obviously it's such a lovely feeling when everything is flowing fairly at a nice pace and you're and you're confident about all your your choices and and when artists are having that kind of experience, it's a lovely thing, and you should savor it because it does happen. And and um, mm-hmm. but but every artist I've ever known also has the opposite, where you're just in the weeds and you can't figure out what the hell why you're not why it's eluding you and why it's not right and why things aren't flowing. And it's uh, it's I think it's a little bit beyond us to 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 be, to get too deep into self analysis of why, but mm-hmm. uh, but but um, but it is like, it is a difficult time when you're sort of artistically like uh, hitting dead ends. And it happens to everybody I've ever met. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but it, totally. it, it just kind of, was... it, it happens.
0: <laughs> Do you ever get superstitious? I don't know. If maybe. you're having a hard time.
1: Like, uh, like. no, I don't know if I do. Maybe, maybe. Like I'm
0: not supposed to do this or...
1: Oh, yeah. You know,
0: or some. there's some signal. I really
1: shouldn't <laughs> eat this bag of cookies right now because... <laughs>
0: uh, no. I mean,
1: <laughs> I think... I don't know if this is necessarily in line with superstition, but there are there are different types of creativity, at least that I've experienced. There's kind of a, you know, there's a destructive kind of phase that we go through that, that can be very creative, like smoking and drinking and, and mm-hmm. um, staying up late and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and the, all of those things that can be part of music making and can be really fun. And, and, sex and and whatever romance and like just getting your life kind of messy and making mm-hmm. uh, probably some bad decisions here and there and like a, a <laughs> lot of a lot of creativity comes out of those those phases and um, it can be genuinely like you're, you're kicking up kind of a lot of dust in your life and and creating this kind of um, you know tornado of, of like Um, thoughts and feelings and stuff like that and and that's really good for art I mean hopefully you're not doing it to the point that you're causing a lot of you know pain but um, and then there's kind of like these sort of cleanse kind of uh, health phases at least that I go through and I know other artists that do that is also very creative where you're really like getting good sleep and taking naps and creative naps and thinking about art and and things like drinking or whatever is your vice kind of falls away, and drama and all that stuff. You're, you're like out of the, out, you're staying out of the the world of of um, of people and, and mess messiness and, and and things like that. And just like you, you're kind of like getting kind of monk like about your art. And just the art is really, mm-hmm. um, the main thing for you and that's a very creative phase and um, i don't know if it's connected to superstition somewhat but so, uh, i know that sometimes when i'm in the health kind of phase i'm and I'm, I'm getting good results and i'm being creative i'm kind of like god help me but please let me stay on this let me keep walking this line you know like mm-hmm. don't 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 push me off and don't do anything that might um, destabilize this this phase you know because this is a good phase and and the same goes for the other phase it's like uh, I, I'm not re- you know please don't mess up this nice phase I'm getting good, good results so I don't know if that's superstition but it's kind of this sense of like things are oh, I'm on a winning streak I, I don't want to mess this up
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know
1: you have to you have to though unfortunately
0: yeah, nothing, nothing lasts, but things can settle themselves or work out. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's really well put. I'm going to have to listen back to that. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Uh, yeah. Suggest that. Um, really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Everybody's process is so different and how it interacts with their personal life too. It's some people can compartmentalize completely um, and I don't understand that, but, um,
1: yeah, I mean, probably not every artist is maybe like a pendulum swinger, but, but um, mm-hmm. you know, but, but but a lot of them are. I mean, many of mm-hmm. the artists that I have known that are um, creators, maybe there's a lot of, like, musicians, I would say, that are, are more steady. Like, I'm just a drummer. I play drums and I drink. You know, like, this is what I do for mm-hmm. the last 45 years. You know, like, mm-hmm. but a lot of the... Um, people that i've known that are making um, creating things from from zero and are out of their own little orbits and um mm-hmm. whether they're painters or or writers or um, poets or, or songwriters they they seem to definitely um experience these kind of like different these shifts these like pendulum swing mm-hmm. between a kind of a uh, a crazy time and a, and a really like gentle, sane time. They go back and forth.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely a pendulum person. Um, but it doesn't always because I'm a uh, graphic designer for my career. Um, I feel like my art is constrained to that. But um, yeah, I don't know if I guess if I were still make painting, it would come out differently. Um that's an interesting thing to pay attention to though yeah uh, yeah um, so I was gonna ask you I ask everybody this um, what was the fr- do you remember what was the first record cover that you remember from your childhood or that you was striking to you that you are mesmerized by
1: yeah I do remember it was a uh, it was a Mick Jagger seven inch um like he had gone solo or something and it's like mm-hmm. I don't remember the title of it but it's a picture of him like in a bed in the bedroom like and you can see that he's in bed with like somebody else you can see like a woman's legs or something like that um, uh-huh. it's probably could look it up pretty quick on
0: uh, yeah I'm but, looking but, um, I
1: don't know I'd have to see the the, the picture oh here I'll look at he's
0: Watching a TV with The Price Is Right on it—that <laughs> can't be it. And no, the, there is no, no. It's there. this one.
1: It's called She's the Boss. Yeah. Okay. See. Um, yeah. She's uh, there's a girl in there like putting her shoes on or something.
0: Oh, she's the boss. Okay.
1: Came out. Came out like um, when I, you know, right around twelve or so.
0: Yeah, that's very adult for you. See, as a twelve-year-old, <laughs>
1: I think that's why I bought it. I mean, I, I know <laughs> it's why I bought it because I remember because I was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> and um, this is probably what rock and roll is supposed to be like, you know.
0: I'll have to listen to it. Maybe I'll try to play a little bit of it on the show. <laughs> yeah, and that would
1: be amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for talking to me yeah thank you oh, that uh, was
1: pleasurable
0: thank you yay and i'll let you get back to your doggy. i hope you and your family stay safe and entertained and all that and creative productive yes likewise you, you too all right thanks Sunny. have a good day you too bye-bye okay bye
2: su madre.